Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. You're not? No, okay. but he is my favorite conservative. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, today we are going to do a recap of the Republican debate from this past week. However, I know a lot of people have kind of been oversaturated with it. We have a slight twist to our analysis because Andrea watched the debate and I was actually traveling and driving and I listened to the debate. So it's kind of a shade possibly of Nixon Kennedy. Yes. For our younger listeners, then Vice President Richard Nixon debated Senator John Kennedy in the 1960 presidential election season. And it's so interesting because the people who watched the debate on television thought Kennedy won, mainly because Nixon Nixon was sweating like a pig and, and he just, you know, he looked terrible. And the people who listened to the debate on the radio thought Nixon won because Ken, Kennedy's speech and that very, I don't know, Connecticut accent, I don't even know what you call Massachusetts. it. Massachusetts. Yes. Was a, was a turnoff. And, and so visuals are are very important so we're going to give you that little flavor um let's talk about who was on the debate stage uh somehow former new jersey governor chris christie made it at the last minute i heard he did yes uh former u.n ambassador former south carolina governor nikki haley florida governor ron DeSantis, and entrepreneur vivek ramaswamy so now there are four it's like yeah. 10 little indians and we just keep whittling them down Edward, tell us about the moderators. Uh, it was Megan Kelly, uh, who did an excellent job, I thought, FYI. Uh, Elizabeth Vargas and Elena Johnson. Ileana, sorry. She's one of the EJs on Megan's show, I believe, right? Yes. Ileana Johnson. From she's from Nation. News Nation, the people that actually hosted the debate, right? Yes. And I would say overall that, and I think most people agree, of if you've watched all four debates or listened to them, this was probably one of the best ones by far. The setup was very different. Um, they let the candidates debate each other, but there was only one or two times where, there, where the moderators started to lose control and they brought it right back and they really did a good job. My only question is why in the hell was Chris Cuomo doing the follow-up afterward <laughs> on News Nation? Ew. Yeah, News Nation is trying to be this middle-of-the-road network and have both sides on there but really chris cuomo you, you couldn't find people. anybody anybody on the left <laughs> better than him so ay, ay, ay. all right let's let's dive in so what was different about this was each moderator had specific questions but what they did was they would make a statement and then they would go to very specific candidates and and sometimes leave other candidates out of that particular section completely so megan um started off talking about electability, saying Trump is 50 points ahead in many polls. She went to Ron DeSantis first, saying that he had spent the most money to date, which is true, mm -hmm. but had not closed the deal so far. And so she says to him, is it fair to say the voters are telling you not no, but not now? Would you like to talk yeah, about that? That was a good question, the way she phrased it. It was. Yeah, not no, but not now. Yes. So the people like DeSantis, so... Yeah, DeSantis went in. I'm sick of the polls. I'm sick of Republicans who won't fight back, and, and you know how he beat up the woke, and uh, he gave a lot of examples from Florida what he's done. And uh, I think he did. He go after Nikki Haley like right away. Uh, he said she caves. 
Yeah. He, yeah. he caves on the, on the woke stuff and he stands tough and I will fight for you and I will win. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that debate, which we covered with Newsom did him so much good. Yeah, I thought that was the best debate that we've covered. (laughs) (laughs) I guess five of these now, but yeah. And I think if you get down to two people, it gets better. But I think it really helped Ron DeSantis. It lit a fire under his ass because he came in fighting and solid. I mean, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, The next question, oh my gosh, it was awesome. So we're still in this section about electability. (laughs) And Megan said to Nikki Haley, you left office with $100,000 in the bank. Now you're worth eight million. Aren't you too tight with the banks and billionaires to win over the working class base? Now keep in mind, she just got a whole bunch of endorsements from the Koch brothers, from all these other BlackRock. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. So she is flush with money. And and so I loved that Megan asked this question. <laughs> and Nikki started by saying, We'll take support from anybody. <laughs> And I want you to say what your first thought was. I just said, what the fuck? Really? Wait, From can, anybody? can you say that again? No, he, I'm not. I shan't repeat he almost, it. He almost never curses. I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From anybody? Really? That This is your, that's your bar? Yeah, that was her bar. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because she was a Tea Party candidate who became governor and she rattled off her achievements. And it honestly, it just it sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. And then she said, I don't ask their views. I tell them mine. Yeah, and- right. and, yeah, to me, it sounded like here's the typical politician, the establishment politician speech that I'm going to give when I'm yes. asked why I take so much money from these pariahs, if you will, uh, and of I the think, donor class. I don't know if you could, um, if you noticed this listening, but watching, I do think she was taken aback by the question. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought so too. One, was, one thing I did uh, notice, and I mentioned it to you later, was her voice. Um, it's actually not too bad just listening to her. Now, mind you, I think I was going off of like Hillary's voice as a as the gold standard. That was your uh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, she sounds sounds. You know, definitely acceptable, not not too nasally or anything like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And the quick the question to Vivek was how he has campaigned as a unifier, but he keeps switching uh, up his views, you know. And so there was a question about his authenticity. Um and then he just started attacking everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Megan, Megan, the full question was something like, the first debate, you attacked everybody. The second debate, you were Mr. Nice Guy. Then the third debate, you were back to being yeah, not, that's you right. know, attacking people. Which what are v- you tonight? Yeah, which Vivek <laughs> is showing up tonight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he, he went into his speech of, you know, not the broken politicians who are the puppets but he of attacked, the puppet masters. Oh, no, hold on. That's later. Oh, no, no. Oh, that's yeah. right. No, say that again. That was one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, he said not the broken he said we need leadership from the outside not the broken politicians who are the puppets of the puppet masters that was a great line I yeah. gave it, to him. it was a great line but it, w- it was really interesting because he, he brought up thomas jefferson's age yeah. 33 30 something like that when mm-hmm. he wrote the declaration of independence some audience members booed like i mean the audience and this was we, oh we should have <laughs> said we were at the university of alabama in tuscaloosa so 45 so. minutes from us yeah, yes yeah. very close to yeah. us and I was a little surprised how much these this audience hated Vivek. Like they booed him a lot. See, now that's a little bit of a difference from listening to viewing because when I was listening to his responses, 
they didn't sound bad. Later on, when I saw the video of it, you could see the smart alecky kind of condescending looks he was giving the other candidates. So it kind of changed how how it came out. Yeah, it, you know, it was interesting because it continued in this little spiral with Vivek and and Nikki Haley jumped in about not being bankrupt. Yeah. Ron DeSantis pushed back on Nikki Haley. So you know they were threatened by her because both DeSantis and Vivek were attacking Nikki Haley big time. But the audience was was booing Vivek. And then I will say this was her best line of the night. And then she just kind of went downhill after this. She just said when they all started coming after her, except for Chris Christie, I love all the attention, fellas. Thank you for that. That was pretty funny. Like yeah. that, that, that was really, really funny. Um, and then the, the last question in this section went to Chris Christie. Uh, they, uh, Megan asked him about his endorsement of Trump in 2016 and 2020, how he is now turned on Trump and yet his approval rating with GOP voters is 25%. And she said, the party doesn't like you very much. <laughs> Would you like to share Chris Christie's answer? Well, yeah, but what I noticed, you know, he immediately says, you know, Megan, we're 17 minutes into this debate. And, and he says this several times during the debate. We're 26 minutes into this debate. We're 37 minutes into. And it's like to me, he was he was like the self-appointed hall monitor, you know, and he I'm going to. Yeah, he was trying to pretend that he was a moderator and the enforcer also. And it, it was just. But he was, it was fun to have him there because we'll get to it, but yeah. he, he called a lot of shit out. He really yeah, did. but he said, you know, yeah, we're 17 minutes into the debate and we're acting as if the race is between the four of us. And uh, and for our Harry Potter fans, he compared Trump to Baltimore. Baltimore. I loved it. If you're not yeah. a Harry Potter fan, you're not going to get it. Um, but he, he did point out that the others were too timid to speak out against Trump. Yeah, well, just remember his entire campaign is built on just taking out Donald Trump in, in terms of that. That's the only reason he's in he, he, policies be damned. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Chris Christie policy? Yeah. Good point. Well, Thank we you. will get to one later. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. And <laughs> right. apologies if I'm coughing, I'm getting over a cold. So, all right, then they switched it up. They went to Elizabeth Vargas, who I thought did a great job. And she basically, it was Israel. What would you do? And her main question was, would you send troops? That was that was the main question. Like right. she she wanted a yes or no, and this was not a good moment for DeSantis. No, it wasn't. He gave his typical canned, you know, same speech that he always gives on it. Uh, he pointed out he's a veteran, and there'll be hell to pay if you hurt our troops. We stand with Israel. Blah blah blah. blah yeah, when Chris Christie so. said he didn't answer your question, and and I my thought was he, he, he was Chris right. He's right. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where she was trying to get DeSantis to say. To, to say he would send in troops. Right. And he's not going to say that. And I don't think anybody should say that. Okay. Uh, I thought you <laughs> yeah. had more than that. <laughs> yeah. And then she shifted Elizabeth Vargas to Hamas specifically and asked Vivek to clarify his position on Hamas um, because he had stayed in the past. It's not an attack on America. It's an attack on Israel. Yeah. Personally, this is one of the things I like about Vivek. I like that he's not a warmonger. Um, I like that he's not what's the phrase they use in politics neocon or yeah yeah i'm i i like that um and desantis actually pushed back and said americans were killed in the attack so it's appropriate to work with israel to bring terror terrorists to justice but again that's 
still not stating whether you would send troops or not. No, it's not. It, it's kind of the Donald Trump, if you harm one hair on the head of an American, there's going to be hell to pay. And he, yeah. Trump actually backed that up. But. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, shifted to Iran and went to Nikki Haley. Um, I thought this was one of her, besides the other line earlier, this was a, this was a very good uh, moment for her. Um she said Iran only responds to strength. And I thought she did a really good job of connecting the various policy issues, Iran, Russia, China, Israel, all of it. And she really stressed that you have to, you, they don't respond to sanctions. You have to go after their infrastructure. And I thought that was a good, solid moment from her. Yeah, I thought Vivek's response was actually pretty good when he said foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign Ooh. policy wisdom. And, you know, Nikki Haley was touting her her credentials from the U.N. And, yes. and whatnot. And and her response, I thought, was typical of Nikki Haley. She would get us in a war in a hot minute. That's not what she said. No, but they only respond to strength. They don't respond to sanctions. Fine. But she is always touting that line. Ooh, I know. I know. How and quickly do we go in? This was one of the few times with the audience that Vivek was both booed and cheered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Chris Christie lost his mind. Yeah. Lost. This was like, like I thought he was going to, going to have a heart attack on stage. <laughs> he started screaming at Vivek. I mean, and even in my like comments, I wrote, wow, he's pissed. <laughs> he called Vivek the most obnoxious blowhard in America. <laughs> yeah. That's rich coming from him. I right? know. <laughs> yeah. Hot kettle. Hello. And then he accused Vivek of insulting Nikki Haley's basic intelligence. And and then this and this was such a weird moment. Chris Christie defended Nikki Haley. Yeah. And I could feel it on the radio listening that he's sticking up for her. And it's like, oh, boy, here's a little bit of like mansplaining. Don't worry, yes. dear, I'll protect you. I'm it, big, bad Christy. And that's know? how it came off. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I agree with Megan Kelly. She said later on her show, um, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, OK, this is your moment, Nikki. This is it. Yeah. You say thank you very much, but I don't need you to defend me. Yeah. That was your moment to show that as a woman, you don't need to be defended by a man. And she looked very caught off guard again. Like she didn't know what to do. And this was the moment. And this was right before the first break where she just sort of wilted a little bit physically on stage, yeah. kind of like shoulders started to slump. And it, you know, it was so interesting. Chris Christie's defending her. She's not saying a word. DeSantis is silent as yeah. a mouse. Smart Vivek, move. Yeah. Yes. And Vivek is still screaming at Chris Christie. So it was just unbelievable. And um, the, the moderators uh, really, chastised Vivek because yeah. he would shut up. I will say, I don't think the moderators liked Vivek. I agree. Um, now, on, on that part, watching on television, it's, you you know, when they talk over each other, you can at least see what they're kind of saying to each other. On the radio, it was just one big garbled mess. I'm sure yeah. it was, yeah. It was just like, both of you, shut up. Yeah, and it was one of the few times the moderators had to pull it in. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, and we're going to break. <laughs> so... Um, all right. So we go to break, we come back and they start talking about the Southern border and immigration because it's one of the most pressing issues for Republican voters. And that was a, another good thing these moderators did. They focused on issues important to Republican 
voters because this is a Republican primary. Mm-hmm. Um, so they went to DeSantis first and how he had said in a previous debate that, you know, that he would shoot first um, if fentanyl was suspected. Drug smugglers. Yeah. Yes. And and the question was, how is that legal? Uh, would you like to share? Yeah, answer? I think they thought they were going to trap him on something. But he said, you know, drug cartels are killing us. Yeah. They uh, the president has the right and the responsibility to fight back. He would make them uh, be deemed as uh, foreign terrorist organizations, which would give you the the authority to yeah. order shooting, if you will. So uh, and how know. would he pay for the wall? This was pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, and he said he would, you know, finish or build the wall across the southern border and he would use tax remittances, money that people are sending back home to their countries and put a pretty hefty tax on it. And I, I, thought, I thought that was a great response. The audience absolutely loved it. They yeah. did. I, I thought it was yeah. a really strong answer. And, and and I felt like he was really credible yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, then they went to Nikki Haley, who had promised to catch and deport, but she's not going to deport anybody who's paying taxes. And I, as I'm listening, I'm like, oh, God, Nikki, that is such a shitty answer because, <laughs> you know, she didn't say what kind of taxes. Right. She didn't say if people aren't paying income taxes, they're going to get deported. She's going to she's going to use that as an out How in, so? in terms of. If, if she's elected president and she's asked about her promise to deport people, she says, well, they're paying taxes. They're paying their their local taxes to their, you know, their sales taxes and, and whatnot. So she unless you say they're, they're not paying income taxes right. and they can't pay income tax unless they're using a stolen Social Security card. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I want to jump to Vivek. Uh, they um, they said something about are his policies offering false hope. Now, he was very clear. He believes in using the military pretty much like everybody else. I don't think that was different. What I do like about him is he really talks about the mental health crisis we have in this country and that you have to deal with the root cause. Um, You know, I I mean, I actually thought this was one of his best answers that we're really deluding ourselves if we only deal with the demand side. Um, And then he kind of went after China because, you know, most of fentanyl is made in China. Oh, yeah. Guess where? Wuhan. Yeah. And so he said, you know, you will not buy land in our country. You will not join our universities. I mean, he so I thought this was a real strong moment for him. And unfortunately, I don't think the audience saw it for what it was. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Never asked Chris Christie about this issue. They moved on to economy and home ownership. Um, And I'm just going to they went to Nikki Haley first. But let's jump to DeSantis, because this was one of the most frustrating things. Um, so they stated, they started with saying that inflation tops the worries of American voters and Biden adds 6 trillion to the national debt. Who shares the blame for inflation? And he said the borrowing, printing and spending of money was the fault of both parties. That was strong out of the gate. And then he told a fucking (laughs) story. Now here's the thing. I love stories. I think you can take a story that is somewhat anecdotal and you can really use it as an example for the the greater good or the the bigger picture. But two things, one, (laughs) the story has to work Mm -hmm. three things Two, it can't be the same story you've told over and over and over. Tell that to Joe Biden. Um, Three, you have to be a good storyteller. 
And yeah. if you're a good storyteller, you know how to tell a story that you may have told before, but you make it sound fresh every single time. Yeah. And as someone who's a writer and a storyteller, I really pride myself on that. And so I was, you know, Edward was listening on the radio. Yeah. I was home. I was yelling at the TV going, stop. He's, he's not a good storyteller. Stop telling stories. They don't work. It always comes off like a, a, a rehearsed, uh, overly prepared stump speech. When he gets right to the point and then brings in his experience as governor is when he's great. Yeah. I, th I thought he actually made two really good points after that stupid speech, but he talked about open up domestic energy. That's the way you're going to cure this inflation. But also I loved how he, he went after student loans and he said, and this is a great idea it was that universities, not the federal government, they should be the ones backing these loans. So they are responsible for you actually learning something uh, so you can be a productive citizen and pay back your loans or they will lose the money. Amen to that. Yeah, I thought that was uh, smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they went to Vivek, who has praised cryptocurrency and opposes regulation of cryptocurrency. And he he didn't really answer the question. He really, he you know, I don't remember the exact question, but it was basically, you know, the aren't these at odds with each other kind of thing. And he just said things like our regulations need to catch up to the current moment, but he opposes regulation of cryptocurrency. Um, and then he went into how he would reduce federal bureaucrats by 75%. Yeah. I, it, to me, that's one of his stump speech portions there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sounds great and is like red meat to the base. That's not going to happen. Okay. 75% really. I, I like maybe the idea of shoot really high and, if we get a 30% reduction, that would change our country forever. Yeah. Yay. So, um, and guess what? Chris Christie was never asked about this. Issue. He was not. <laughs> Thank he, God. Love you, Megan. Good job. <laughs> um, all right. So then they took another break and came back and talked about Trump. And that got, you know, DeSantis, Christie yelling at each other. It was, I think it was only the second time and the moderators had to rein them back in, but we're not going to go deep into that section. Uh, we're going to go right into the next section, yeah. which was really interesting because it brought up a lot of things for me, transgenderism. Yeah. So they actually went to Chris Christie first because he has said many times he does not favor a ban on trans medical treatments for minors saying it's a parental issue. Now I give him a lot of credit because he doesn't just, you know, change with the wind, right? He has always stuck by that answer. Mm -hmm. um, even, even though, by the way, Megyn Kelly did push back saying he had signed certain guidelines for schools when he was governor. And he he accused Megyn Kelly of being a liar. Yeah. And by the, let me jump in here. Oh, yeah. So that was fact checked afterward. Yeah. It turns out he actually signed this legislation <laughs> yeah. at the end of his term. Yes. And it was put into action in the next administration, but he signed it. So yes. he was lying. Yes. There. Yes. Absolutely. He lying. was lying. Yes. Um, you know, he, he had a good argument, I think initially, because he was about Republicans believe in less government, not more. I trust parents. And again, he was very strong, and consistent on this issue, but it made me really think about, well, you know, is it okay for parents to yeah. allow their children to smoke? Is it okay for parents to allow their children to drink or do drugs? No, that 
is considered child abuse. Yeah, both he and DeSantis and Ramaswamy crushed him on this because DeSantis said, as a parent, you do not have the right to mutilate your kids. Yes. That is child abuse. Yes. Correct? Yes. And he pointed out, DeSantis, that, you know, so many European countries have completely shut this down yeah. now for Abs minors. Yeah, the ones that the left always think we should be more like. Yes. yes. And and you're right. Vivek came Vivek out strong. It said, it, I love it flat out. It is a mental disorder. Mental you health. Do, mental health disorder. You do not cure a mental health disorder by agreeing with the mental health disorder. Right. Right. And he said there need to be a minimum uh, age to gentle genital yeah. mutilation. When you're, if you're an adult, cut off whatever body parts you want. Knock Abs yourself out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, it was, uh, and then there was some bickering going on between Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, um, although she did pipe up. And again, at this point, she kind of faded into the background. Yeah, every she, now and then she would pipe up. You could up. hear it on the radio you or could? not hear it. Yeah, but her answers just, it, it just seemed like she got weaker as the night went she on. She did. Yeah. She did. And she did say she would defend women's sports. So that's mm -hmm. something, I guess. Um, then they had this question about faith and religion for Vivek. <laughs> and, um, and again, I think it just kind of showed that the moderators could not stand him. But they said... Why are you referring to Nikki Haley by her first name, which is Nick, Nika Rada, Nika Narada, Narada, like yeah, yeah, instead of Nikki? And he, <laughs> well, to me, I just love that they're pitting the two Indian Americans against each other. I know, right, right. Yes. <laughs> and and I like what he said though. He said he said I don't question her faith. I question her authenticity. Um, and he said, I don't have a woman problem because she had accused him yes, um, of, of being anti-women or yeah. having a woman problem. He said, I have a corruption problem. Now, this is like, <laughs> like there was so much booing going on here, which I'm like, I agree with him. And then he said, I reject the use of identity politics in this party. And I, I thought that was great. Amen. And since, um, since the question really was too Vivek, but about Nikki Haley, they went to her for a response. Yeah. And she re I actually and this this was strong. I don't know if it was strong on the radio, but she refused to respond. Yeah. Nikki, would you like to respond to this? No. Yeah. I, I, to me, that's that's a good answer. If you she said it wasn't a good use of her time. Yeah. I, but, I, but it was I thought it was a strong answer. Yeah. Got, but he was going after her about corruption and he had some strong points about her corruption. And I think she, she I don't think she can answer that question. So right. that's an easy out. Yeah. And that got a lot of cheers. Her yeah. refusing to respond. Got so many cheers. So, all right. Then we went on another break and we came back to college campuses. Um, and we're just going to do a summary on this section. So they really were talking about how do you, like a general question, and they started with Nikki Haley, was how do you balance free speech and versus harassment? And they were talking about all of these, um, are they riots, peaceful protests? I don't know anymore. Yeah. On college campuses against Jews. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to share Nikki's answer? Yeah. So she was, you know, she said it was disgusting and, you know, get foreign monies out of the universities. Well, Nikki, they love foreign money. Universities love foreign money because these students pay full fare. Yeah. They don't have any subsidies on these foreign students. So when uh, when, when the universities tell you that they don't, you know, that they're going to cut down on foreign students, not a chance in hell. Because if you can get somebody paying $70,000 a year versus somebody paying 10, they're going to take the 70 on that. So 
nice try. Yeah, it, it was, um, I, I don't know. The, the crowd really liked her answer. She said, America's acting like it's September 10th and we need to remember September 12th and get all foreign infiltration out of our country. And she had this laundry list that she just rattled off and the crowd loved the answer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, DeSantis kind of went after her too, though, about how she was cozy with the Chinese in, in South Carolina when she was governor and whatnot before. So, yes, but he was asked in the same section, it, it was less about uh, mm -hmm. the college campuses and more on foreign policy. He was asked if China invades Taiwan, would you send American troops? So, this was the second time oh, yeah. he was mm -hmm. asked if you would send Amer American troops. And he said, this was a weak answer. It was. We will deter that from happening. Yeah. 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 That's all he said. I think it was weak. It is, but this is one of those gotcha questions because you cannot say, yes, we're going to send troops into Taiwan. You have to say all options are on the table. Diplomacy, military force, anything is on the table. And Vivek said that he would absolutely defend Taiwan. Yeah. Well, Vivek's a little... Little bit out there <laughs> but he made a point of saying you know we need to get india on our side we mm -hmm. need to get you know um yeah and so anyway i thought i thought it was a little weak for desantis um and even, well well uh, but i like nikki you know to win in taiwan we have to first defeat russia in ukraine I know. of course nikki wants to go full ass into ukraine of course she does <laughs> yes um and even chris christie said he would use the military to defend taiwan so um all right. Then we went on to Obamacare. Is there an alternative? Um, and they started with DeSantis because the question was, why should Americans trust you when Floridians have the most uninsured people? Yeah. And uh, would you like to give? Well, his... he, he didn't expand Obamacare, so he didn't take m more money from the federal government. He, right. need, you know, we need transparency, went on blah, blah, blah about big insurance. I thought it was a weak answer. And right? I did too. And okay. I don't think there is yeah. a good answer that anybody's come up with, yes. unfortunately, because what's, what's the cure for our healthcare system? Right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Vivek was, in, it was very interesting. He called out his wife who was in the audience saying she's a badass surgeon and that she doesn't get paid for every procedure, but she always does them to do the right thing. And um, and again, this is one of his lines, but this is what makes Vivek stand out from the others. Even if he's pulling a line from a stump speech, he makes it sound fresh every time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and I've heard him say this Good before. Speaker. Yeah, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system. He is 100% right. Yeah. And that was the first applause of the night for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Finally, yeah, no booing <laughs> underneath it. So, yeah. Although I don't think that his wife liked being called out. It, she well, I couldn't see her, so. Yeah, the, the camera panned to her and she seemed, and maybe, like you said, before we hit uh, record, maybe she just doesn't like the spotlight, but she seemed very uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then, um, since Vivek had jumped in there, they went after him and have talked about, you know, should Trump be proud of Operation Warp Speed, the vaccine, the vaccine injuries? And uh, would you like to give Vivek's response? Well, he actually went back to Reagan and he said that Reagan actually was the one that allowed vaccine manufacturers to not be sued. That was fascinating. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked that up, but I'm going to trust what he said on that. I would 
I don't think he would make something like yeah. that up. But yeah. he I actually like what he went in afterward. He taught what he went in a little bit after. He said free speech is the mo is most important during times of emergency. Yeah. Amen. Because what did we have during COVID? You know, you couldn't quote the CDC website. I know. Or it was hate speech or misinformation or whatever, right? Yeah. So it was crazy. And he said yeah. capitalism and government need a divorce. Yeah. Was which, good was, line. which is this very <laughs> subtle but direct attack on Nikki Haley without yeah. without a doubt. Um, and DeSantis came in strong. We need a reckoning for what the government did with the COVID vaccine. And he got lots of applause, lots of cheers, uh, which doesn't surprise me, given the audience. Um, then they took their last break <laughs> of the night and they came back. And this was so interesting. What, which former president, this, and this was a way for them to, it was, this was the close, pre-close before the final close. So which former president do you derive inspiration from and why? Well, Chris Christie. He stole Reagan. Yes, yeah. but but, but <laughs> everybody us, I'm sure wanted to say Reagan. So but tell stole. us what he he talked about himself. Well, there. yeah, he said he spent time writing a book about Reagan. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Yes, yes. Which made me so, think that's why he's doing the debate. Right. <laughs> he was a slave to the truth. He said, you know. Yes. Yeah, and I love how the left now holds up Reagan as as this icon when they hated him more than Hitler at the time. Yeah, and then Nikki Haley. <laughs> You couldn't see it on the radio, but it it was almost like that was going to be her answer. Yeah. And yeah. so she said George Washington. She might have even said Lincoln, too, but she stuck with George Washington, his ability to lead. And then she brought in the whole apple tree. I mean, it was weird. Yeah, it was, it was. It was weak. It was like a first grader, you know. Who's your favorite president? George Washington. He yes. He on a cherry tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think Ron DeSantis gave the most interesting answer. I thought it was, too. Calvin Coolidge. Silent, Silent Cal. Cal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said he got almost everything right. And, and Calvin Coolidge understood the role of the federal government. Amen to that. Because that is one of the things, probably the biggest thing that we need to get under control in the next administration. Was Coolidge in office eight years or four? I do not know. Oh, okay. Uh, that was honest. Um yeah. Uh, and then Vivek said Thomas Jefferson, which yeah. he had alluded to earlier, and he said, you know, he was the um, were pioneers as Americans were explorers, and that Thomas Jefferson, you know, really believed in freedom of speech. And, and Vivek, to his credit, says he's a free speech absolutist. That's what he calls himself. And then he pointed out, and this was kind of a good moment, and was, you know, maybe something he should have done earlier, that the swivel chair that the yeah. moderators were sitting in was invented by Thomas Jefferson. Yes, and they while, all were while like, they were working on the Constitution because they were in this big room and yes. they wanted it switch back and forth and yeah yeah fascinating I, story I I thought yeah. it was too I thought it was really good I agree um, then they went to closing statements and um, so of course Christie goes after Trump well <laughs> he made right. a good point and okay. and I'll expand on it um, he said Trump will not be able to vote on election day and everybody booed and and he was and he looked right at the camera and at the audience he said you can boo whatever but if we deny the truth we're gonna have four more years of joe biden and i appreciated him saying that because i feel like begging like i feel like getting on my hands and knees and begging all the maga people there are other choices there are better choices and as of right now none of these four candidates look like they're going to be in jail. So we have better choices on the GOP side. We There are better choices on the other side too. Yeah. And that's the whole reason why we're doing this. Well, we've gone into each debate and, and reviewed everything is because 
there has to be a plan B folks. Yes, there <laughs> yeah. has to be. So I, I, you know, and Chris Christie knows he's not going to be it, but his job, I think, especially this debate was to hold people accountable yeah. and to, to speak the truth. And he, and he did, except for that one time. <laughs> um, and I know you liked Vivek's uh, response. I loved Vivek's response. He went right into climate change, which is my biggest pet peeve of all time. And he said, it is a hoax. It has nothing to do with the climate. It's a substitute for modern religion. And I was literally cheering as, as the crowd was. The crowd, yes. Yeah. 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 So you could somebody's the crowd. finally, yeah, somebody's finally standing up and saying, stop this crap. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley, our country is in chaos. She rattled off every single issue yeah. um, and said Trump gives us Republican chaos. And she said, if you elect her, there's no drama, no vendettas and no whining it, it was like like she came back at the very end because she was strong at the end and that got lots of cheers no question yeah yeah i you know to me it was just the laundry list of everything that's wrong or whatever and that's fine yes but yeah. nikki if you ever do a podcast no drama no vendettas yeah. no whining yeah. it's a good little yeah, yeah it is. It is. um I'll let you talk about DeSantis. I don't think it was his strongest moment of the night, even though it was very practical. Well, I think he, you know, he said at the end of this administration, we're going to leave an America that's less prosperous than it was before. And we need to win again as a party. We need leadership. And, you know, again, he brings in this Florida thing as usual, but you know, he has been a good leader. No question about that. So I think that's, and he didn't, it was, you know, maybe subtle jab at Trump possibly in there, but, uh, you know, nothing like Chris Christie or Nikki Haley went after him. No. Well, yeah. 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 And Nikki Haley really didn't go after him until the end. So, yeah. 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 So that's it, folks. And and the really scary part is this may not be the last debate. Yeah. I think CNN said they're going to they've signed up to do two debates. And but big but. Yes. The RNC will not sanction the debates, which. <laughs> Anybody out there listening doesn't care what the RNC says. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, though, like I cringed when I heard there might be two more of these things. Yeah. I really it, did. It, you know, I'm okay with it if they're down to three people or down to two people. Um, that would be fine. But well, Christy's got to get off the stage. fucking show up. Well, yeah, he's not going to. It's, it's we, smart. We cannot have. I, I can't even. I can't imagine an election where the candidates have never debated each other in a cycle. We may have an election because Biden's not going to debate nope. and Trump yeah. is not going to debate. Yeah. It's if there are no other debates, this may be the last debate of the entire election season. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of odd. It, well, it's we live scary. In strange times. Yes. We indeed. wake the Fuck up, people. Wake the fuck up. Edward didn't know I was gonna do this. I know. Um, I am begging you on the Republican side. I'm I'm independent. I have no idea how I'm gonna vote yet, but I am begging you, MAGA people, please realize he's probably going to be in jail. And yes, it may not be fair or right or whatever, but you have to pick a candidate who can actually win. Chris Christie was right about that. You have to pick a candidate who can win. And Biden. On the other side, as a former Democrat, um, independent, turn Democrat, turn independent again. Come on. Come on. There are better options on that side. I mean, I don't like Newsom, but at least his faculties are together. I mean, he lies like every other word out of his mouth. But 
but but there are uh, there are alternatives. I just I'm just begging people like how what more can I do? Duly noted. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. All right. Now we have our favorite segment. The Week in Woke. Yes. And this... Andrea has not seen any of these. So yes. I, I've, I got three items to like to highlight today three. for everybody here. Just oh, real God. quickies. First is Arizona governor. <clears throat> yeah, like she really won the election. Katie Hobbs. She sent an invoice to the federal government for $500 million to pay for the cost of illegal immigrants in their state. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but your party, the Democrats, only encourage illegals. So don't come crying to the rest of us to pay for it. Fair sorry. Enough. So, you know, and on a side note, it's estimated now that the illegals who have already come here that, that Biden has let in and shipped all around our country will cost us up to five hundred billion dollars that's half a trillion dollars to transport to care for to educate do you think we should have spent the eight to ten billion dollars to build a wall yes yeah it would have been a pretty good investment all right okay number two let's go to your former state california oh boy so california had a 97 billion dollar surplus last year it was just announced friday they now have a $68 billion deficit. Oh God, How is this even possible, right? <laughs> it's the largest deficit in California history. Oh, my God. You know, they've lost over 400,000 people in one year. Taxpayers, high-income taxpayers. So they're wondering where cash has gone. Right. Now, they do have $24 billion in the cash reserve fund, but that cash actually came from COVID money from the feds. You know, that's over now. They're yeah. not getting any more COVID money. And they took that COVID money and they spent it shoring up the pension funds oh, around the state God. instead of actually doing anything with COVID. So what they're going to do is they're going to tap into those cash reserves and they're going to reduce spending on schools and community colleges. That That's, yeah, that, that that's a recipe for success, isn't it? Oh, right? So spend all your cash and really cut back on education. What a great idea. Yeah, I wonder why California is in such a mess. You know, I didn't leave California because of the politics, but man, I left at the right time. <laughs> I did. You did. And let's finish it up. Finally, congratulations to the city of Houston, Texas. Okay, why? Well, they just had a mayoral, mayoral race. It's not easy to say. Runoff. Uh, it was a runoff, yes, yesterday on Saturday between U.S. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and a Texas state senator, John Whitmire, and Whitmire beat Sheila Jackson Lee by 30 points. Now, <laughs> Lee has been in Congress for 30 years. She is a vile race-baiting charlatan. She is Ooh, strong. Words oh, she I, that's that's as nice as I could say about her. And I it just thrills me that the voters in Houston, you know, didn't fall for the race baiting because the guy that beat her is an old white guy. Oh my goodness. There's got to be some sort of shenanigans. However, unfortunately, the election was Saturday. She has until tomorrow, Monday, to file to run for her seat again in Congress. And you mean today when this today when this when this airs? Yes, yes, Monday to run for her seat in Congress Which again, and she'll probably win again because her constituents are brain dead. Yes, you are brain dead. <laughs> Reelecting. So you this brought morning. it. Oh yeah, this it, week in woke. Uh, amen. So, wow. And one and one was positive. Uh. Yeah, maybe. The, I guess the race. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not that she's probably going to be back in Congress. That's the the well, downer. But well, yeah. yeah. Again, if people are voting for her, then they are voting. Thank for you her. for letting me rant. 
You're welcome. I appreciate yeah. that. And I want to shout out to one of our listeners um, because I think she really, oh gosh, I'm at a loss for words. That never happens. Epitomizes maybe okay. who I think our, our listeners may be. So please let us know um, on all the socials and everything. But um, she loves listening to our podcast. Uh, now I need to get this person to write a review, but um, <laughs> Zena loves listening to our podcast because she said it's like Cliff Notes politics for her. And she really likes our rapport. So thank you. Thank you, Zena. And also she and her husband come from very different backgrounds, have different political views. And so she just really appreciated seeing and hearing another couple that have a great relationship, but may not agree on politics at all. Right. Yeah. So it's possible. So thank you so much. Uh, we will be back live next Sunday yep. on camera because this is an audio only episode. So again, please join us live most Sundays next Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern. And if you're listening to the podcast when it comes out, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast available wherever you're listening right now. And we are going to have that locals community. My goal is to get it up by the end of the year. And you can learn more, follow us, reach out, email. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you go to myfavoriteconservative.show. That's my favorite conservative dot show. Thank you, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.